Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's beat reporter Craig Hoffman. All right, uh, big story for the Commanders this week. Obviously, the ongoing uh, in slow motion, hopefully speeding up soon. Sale, there's a chance that it gets done next week in Minneapolis. I think at this point, it's unlikely, much more likely to be you know a month or two down the road until the full thing gets finalized. But we now have an idea, thanks to a leaked document to ESPN, about what the Harris group sees. And what they see is a whole lot of money uh, as soon as Dan Snyder is no longer in charge of the team. Some interesting quotes, by the way, from Jason Wright in that story as well. It's like, Dan knows that this, like the Snyders aren't stupid. They know as soon as they're gone, there's going to be more money for the team um, because of everything that they've done and, and all the investigations and all the things they're alleged to have done over the years. When the, when the clouds lift, there's going to be a financial windfall. But seeing the actual numbers as well as some of the timelines around a stadium were super, super fascinating. And we got that thanks to this leaked prospectus to ESPN.com. The story is written by Seth Wickershan of ESPN the Magazine and our good friend John Keim. John joined me on Tuesday on the Hoffman Show on the radio. And we thought rather than rehashing some of that for the podcast, what better than to hear from the original source? So here's my chat with John from the radio show. And that'll be this week's edition of Take Command. To be honest, when we came up with the idea for this segment, it was for days like this. Our guy, John Keim, Cakes, my good buddy, joins us to talk about the story he co-wrote with Seth Wickersham on ESPN.com. A leaked prospectus from the Harris Group that shows the potential for a financial windfall when they take over simply by removing Dan Snyder. John, I think this is your first time live on the show. Welcome. Oh, well, good. Where, where, are the, where are the trumpets celebrating that? Anthony, where are the trumpets? <laughs> Did you forget the trumpets? Uh, Anthony left his trumpet at home. What a shame. Okay. What a okay. shame. Um, so I know you can't give up sources and methods, if you will, but when you, all of a sudden you find yourself staring at this document, like what's going through your head once you see, you know, one, like, oh, my God, I have this, and you, obviously you're working on that with, <laughs> with Seth, but also like seeing some of the numbers, what are some of the things that stood out to you? Well, yeah, and it, for me, it's it, looking at the numbers. And first of all, like, 
the Harris Group pr- prepares. My understanding is that they typically prepare a prospectus when you're looking for limited partners to invest because they come from the private equity firm world and it's what they would do and they take over corporations or whatever and it's what they've done in the past part of what makes this interesting is that you may be looking at more people needing to do this to buy into the nfl because the price of where it's going so we'll start there but as far as like the numbers that jump out it's as much the the tumble in terms of attendance and revenue the local revenue how much it had fallen and then obviously their projections are going to be their projections but they're pretty rosy and i don't know that a lot of people would disagree with where they could go and and the impact when they eventually open a new stadium as well so you know i think like i said so the big numbers to me the the tumble like it's been like i would say in the last 10 years it's like a 50 percent drop the local revenue and i think they're they projected to go up by about 50 percent over the like the next seven years or so yeah that was one thing that stuck out to me john is the stadium information the first was that they right. you know there's a chance to rename fedex field and i just yeah, wanted that's to the other one yeah, yeah so i just wanted to uh, kind of a point of clarification <laughs> on the way the, stir- the story was worded it says with a change of ownership that there's a, a right to change is that something that fedex Correct. would have to do or is that something that the harris group could well, say hey FedEx- we're in charge now yeah, that uh, I, my understanding is that that, that FedEx could out, could get out of it if there's a change in ownership, and they it, it believe they've been trying to get out of that. So I, I think that would that's where it would be. But yes, they can then change it. And then you know, right now FedEx is um, it's seven point four five or it's I think seven point six. Seven point six. Thank you. All right, I have a lot of numbers in my head right now. So <laughs> I, I luckily is, enough have them on a computer screen yeah. in front of me. So right, and so the projection could be as much as thirty per year, they believe, and so that's obviously a sizable difference. And that's that's why when you're looking at a return on investment, those are some of the things you're going to try and do right away. And then you brought up the stadium. I think that was the other thing that jumped out to me was their projection for revenue from the stadium doesn't begin until 2031. Now, that's noteworthy. Now, I will say this. That's a conservative timetable by them. And, that, you know, they did even note on there that it could be earlier. So, it's, to me, that's like probably the, the latest they would look at it opening. But that's, all, that's noteworthy because here they've been looking at 2027, 2028, you know, thinking that once you get your place, you can break ground and it's five years. They're looking at it at at longer than that, and part of it is because I think they want to absolutely do their due diligence on it and not rush into a situation. So, you know, it could be another year or so before they really find the place they want. I don't know, but it could be. And then it's like, then how long does it take once you break ground, and what are you doing with it, et cetera. And I know um, Seth had talked to some people who believe it may even take longer than that. Um, based on some other stadiums that have been built over the last several years. Right. John Keim, ESPN.com with us. And so that that is the kind of the interesting thing, right? In the prospectus, it says this is kind of a conservative estimate. It could happen right. sooner. And then Seth talks to some folks, uh, as you just said, that say not the way stadiums are going now. This could take even <laughs> longer. And I think part of that is going to obviously depend on how much work has been done already, how much behind the scenes right. has 
whether it's Harris, Rails, Magic, you know, Magic obviously uh, talked to Wes Moore at some point in recently. Um, you know, there's these numbers from the state of Virginia, so you'd have to think there's been some conversations with the Commonwealth on potential there. What sense do you have on how much work has already been done so they can hit the ground running fairly immediately on that? <laughs> Not just in terms of where the location is, but what they want to build, because they have to decide, is it just a stadium? Is it stadium and practice facility, et cetera, yeah. et cetera? Well, and I think... If I had to guess right now, the practice facility would probably be separate from where the building is, depending on – I could see a scenario where they have a stadium, whether it's in FedEx, you know, where it is now, or even in the district, but the practice facility remains in Virginia. That is a definite scenario. But I think you know, until they're on board – we don't really know what their vision is. I know this is in talking to some people who are, you know, who've been involved in this process. Um, and, um, but as far as the stadium goes, like what, what it would entail, it's, it's hard to really know. I know, listen, you're not entering into a situation like this without having some level of, of um, input being made or, or um, information being sought, right? And there are clearly people here who are who have been working on the stadium, Joe Maloney and Jason Wright, for a, for a while, and so their information will help, without a doubt. But you know, you're still going to have to go through and meet and feel comfortable with what you know, meaning Josh Harris and whomever else is involved there. So while there would be information already known, and I think perhaps like the locales, Virginia, Maryland, D.C could start getting their situations more clear as to what they would offer or what incentives or inducements, whatever. And, you know, I think that stuff is already being done. So that will help, but these guys still have to go through the process. And, and it, it's a, it is a top, top priority for them. And I think that's why it's funny because I was talking to somebody earlier on Harris side and, bringing up the 2031 estimate, it's like, to me, it, it, when a lot, there have been people still here thinking maybe 2028, it does suggest that they want to take a patient approach to get it right. Uh, so you have been going to work in various commanders, uh, Washington football, et cetera, uh, locales for the past 25 years. And I, I think one of the interesting things uh, in the story that I will tie back to you going to work there, uh, you know, every day during the season for the last 25 years in a moment is when Harris took over the Sixers uh, in your, your story, it says that they did about $88 million worth of upgrades on all kinds of different things. A lot of that right. at the practice facility, as you've watched that building in Ashburn evolve over that time that you've been going there and seen it through different coaches, GMs. Now you'll be on your third owner here like what are some of the things that you think they can do and should do immediately versus things that they might wait on to ultimately get a new facility for the players to, to call home every day well uh, here's what i would say craig i think if they come in and say like the facility the practice facility will be separate you can work on that right away so i would invest the time and energy into doing that finding because it's going to be a lot easier to find a location and then the area to to build with that so you could do that a lot sooner than you could a new stadium. It doesn't necessarily have to be tied into um, the stadium and the, and the facility going to open in 2031. If you know where it's going to be built or if you know that, listen, regardless of where the stadium is going to be built, this is where the 
practice facility will be, built, will be built, I would invest the money there. Now, there's clearly some things that you could do in the, you know, in the facility that they, you know, they, that they have done over the years. With the, the field was a big one a few years ago. They have upgraded some of the kitchen, you know, the, the cafeteria and all that. But I think there's always more you could probably do in terms of like maybe maybe um, I know there was a there's a desire to update some of the technology there or, and maybe make it a little bit more state of the art if you can. But if you know you're going to move out soon, I don't know that you're going to see a great deal of investment because it would be it'll be you can build that again a lot quicker than you could a new stadium. And so to maximize your investment, you may want to do that. But again, that's something that it's hard to say until they're voted in and they can talk publicly about those plans. It's just kind of conjecture or speculation. Right. John Keim, ESPN.com with us. Do you think, John, this is the hard-hitting journalism that we do on this show, the turf field with the, all the deer poop, can that finally go at least? I think that thing is going to last until the bitter end. It's amazing. It's, for people who have been out there. Why? Well, not because, well, for here, you know what? I mean, I don't know. But they. <laughs> I they don't know is the correct answer. There's no good reason. Well, the reason why you don't do it now is because the, the cost involved. Mm-hmm. And they don't use it. And they have three fields there. And the, they've updated the other fields with the, They installed new turf. And the, they, have, they improved the drainage. They didn't, Craig, they didn't have like the drainage system out there was really bad. Oh, and yeah. in fact, it didn't drain. So you'd go out, <laughs> there would be times. There were times where literally there'd be like a foot of water, you know, there'd be, it'd be covered in water. And that was years ago. Right. But that's something that I think you can, you know, the, over the last couple of years, they definitely improved that. But with that turf field, now it just seems to be a place where when you have groups out there, that's where you're going to put the tents. And, um, but it is not, it is not, it is not one that you want to run around a lot on. No. Uh, what lasts longer, your career covering the Commanders, the turf field, or Keith Richards? Oh, God. I mean, <laughs> Keith Richards will outlast everybody. Um, yeah. That's that's the so correct I, answer. That's yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Robin the Williams had a great— They should almost—whatever they do with that facility, and, you know, once, you know, assuming they sell it, let's say they sell it, whoever buys it needs to somehow preserve that turf field and just hold the vents on it once in a while. Just put the put the team Hall of Fame there or something. Um, something. Robin Williams had a great bit in one of his stand-up specials about how Keith Richards is going to be the last human being on Earth after a nuclear apocalypse with a bunch of cockroaches just looking at him going, yes. hey, you know, I smoked your uncle. I, when you said, when you mentioned the first thing I thought of was, he's, it's like a cockroach. You cannot, <laughs> they're just going to be here forever. Not that he's a cockroach, but like it's yeah. the same, same kind of thing. So, yes, I... I think I think he will. Um, yeah, Keith Richards is the correct answer. Uh, John yeah. Kime, ESPN.com, with us here on the Hoffman Show. Okay, let's uh, let's do the thing that everybody cares about the most uh, on the football side of this. Now that we have a little bit better idea of a timeline, we still don't know for sure. This thing could get done in Minneapolis, uh, unlikely to get fully done unlikely. there, but it's possible, I guess. And then sometime, like you know, kind of ninety day ish window where this thing probably gets done. Like what? Right. What is on hold right now for Ron Rivera and the football side, and what things can proceed? Um, well, one of the things on hold would be the naming of the offensive line coach. So, eventually, it'll be Travell Wharton, but that's something they want to get approved. That would be an ownership approval thing, and so they're waiting for that to get 
there's, so there's some coaching staff maneuvering. The staff is in place, but it's just more getting the titles, et cetera. That's on hold. <laughs> You're not going to suddenly extend, I don't think, a Montez Sweater Cam Curl right now until you get some probably some clarity and direction from a new owner. But that, you know, that's just that's me just saying that it makes sense versus hearing it directly from them, right? So, but that would make sense that it would be hard. Like if you're going to do a deal with Montez Sweat and you're going to have to, you know, give a lot of guaranteed money or, or whomever, and whether it's him or Cam, uh, you're, you're going to want, you're not going to want to do that without a new owner's approval, at least to say, okay, that yes, go ahead and do it. Right. And, you know, doesn't mean the guy has to say, well, wait a minute. I don't like how Montez rushes the passer. He needs to develop this. Move. He's not going to do that, but you do want, you know, it is a lot of money. So you do want to make sure that they understand why you're doing it. And I, you know, so at this point, there's no rush. Cause whatever, if you can be talking to Montez Sweat's side, for example, and understand and get an idea of what both sides can do or are willing to do. And then when the time comes, you can go to a Josh Harris and say, this, this is what we want to do. do. Is that okay? Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So along those lines, like, as you said, Harris, I don't think is going to come in with strong opinions on pass rush styles. Um, But it's very clear from this prospectus that you and Seth reported on today that they have a very clear vision of where they can take the business, certain opportunities. Like they, they have a clear understanding of a lot of stuff. How much do you think that they know on the football side? Because they'd be doing it from the outside. As far as we know, Ron Rivera, outside of maybe a quick hello, has not spoken to Josh Harris. There certainly hasn't been like a large debriefing (laughs) at this point on the direction of the football operation, what has done and what is planned on being done should Rivera stay. So what kind of understanding do you think this group has of the football operation and thus how long will they be evaluating before they make any kind of move, big or small? (laughs) That, that's a good question. It's hard for me to say how much, like what I would say is from what I've heard for a while is they're going to take the year to evaluate they're, I don't think they're going to come in and make any sort of rash move. So what I'm sure that they, you know, if you're doing this, you're going to be talking to people about what this, what someone else feels the situation is like. 
But I think if you're also a savvy businessman, then you're going to come in and see what, what your experience is with them. And so that has always been my understanding of what will happen, whether it's the football side or the business side. And keep in mind, too, again, if it doesn't happen until, let's say, July, well, you can't come in then and change things. You just, it just, it's, it's not a good time to do that. And so, like, you, they're going to get the season to evaluate. So whatever they have, whatever preconceived ideas or notions, it'll be confirmed or debunked over the course of a year. So this group, whatever they think, this group will get a chance to prove that they should stay or go. Yeah, um, the timing of that dictates, which, by the way, is, you know, that's a whole separate rant that I've done on the show of the NFL dragging its feet throughout this whole thing kind of costs the commanders this offseason. But at the end of the day, we are where we are. Yeah, and I don't know what they could have done differently. Like, you're, you weren't going to get a sale like this in February. And sure. I, I just meant like when when all of this stuff came out or even at the Wilkinson report, which obviously was very bad, even though it got buried, like they gave him the largest fine in the history of the league. Right, there was clearly right, a lot right. there. Like, could you have forced a sale if the owners had the uh, the the chutzpah to actually vote him out? This could have been done a long time ago versus yeah, they were never, it... never going to do it over that investigation. That's, yeah, that's so like it's what you always have to do with the owners is you it's the pocketbook. And, right. you know, it, it may not be the, the what people want to hear, but it's it's also the truth. Sure. So they weren't and, they yeah. weren't ready to vote him out at that time. I I understand all that. That doesn't make any of it right. I'm not saying you you are saying no. that it does um, just, you know, that was the opportunity and the opportunity cost from the football side is ultimately this has drawn out into now yet another full off season where the commanders have had. You know, January through, I mean, really November when he announced the sale and kind of went to London and never came back through now where the, the you know, Ron Rivera and company have been operating without an owner uh, and just had to kind of do their best, the best that they can. Um, last thing I want to ask you, John, I know you're a huge NBA guy. Obviously, we had so many basketball conversations out in the, the media annex over the years. Sixers just wrapped their season. The Devils had a very successful season. How much do you take out of this this Harris Blitzer group's other sports and, and how they'll approach this? Or is the NFL wholly unique and you think they'll just they'll operate in a different way than they have in the NBA and the NHL? I don't know that they'll operate differently, but I don't know that, you know, I think – I don't think approach changes, but I do think you have to be cognizant of the league that you're in. And the NFL is unique and it is, it's more powerful. It's more, um, it's just more, it's, you know, there's more exposure, there's more attention paid to it. So you do have to understand that. And it's also, as you know, these organizations are put together differently in the NBA. You need those superstars. You know, you, there are certain things that you have to do to get the Joel Embiid's or guys like that because that's how you ultimately build a top contender in the nfl there's just you know you, it's it's really about putting together i mean there's just there's obviously more players and the quarterback's a huge deal um but it's it's you know it's you have to construct it differently and take the different things into consideration right and so but i don't think approach will i don't think their approach will change um you know i think the approach should be and is you hire the right people and you let them do their jobs. That seems to be based on the people I've talked to, what they have done in Philly and New Jersey for the most part. Like, I don't think you're going to have Josh Harris in there telling people to change a draft grade on a quarterback, for example, that never happened, John. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't think you're going to have that. 
So I think, so I think like that, that's the approach that you take now. You're, and I, but I also think one of the things that you have to do here is make sure you have people who understand and know the NFL and, 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 can understand the rhythms of the season. What if you're if you're on the marketing side, what you're asking players to do and when and why why it might not be a good time to ask that, for example. So little things like that, just understanding the rhythms of it. But that's also like I said, you know, so the NBA will be different than the NFL, different than the NHL. But I don't think your approach as an owner will change. Like one of the things um uh <clears throat> David Elfin had written a story for Bethesda magazine i think it was years ago where he had talked to mark ein and and josh harris and one of the things harris said in there is he did believe in setting up an organization with a gm and then a coach now obviously here's the coach and then the gm does that mean he's going to come in and do that automatically i don't know but uh, you know and if it were if it's working this year then you don't but if it but if they do want to change i think you can look at that sort of a structure right so, you know, I think, but again, I think the structure and the approach, the way you approach it, I don't think will change, but you do have to adapt and understand that the NFL is different than the NBA and is different than the NHL. No, a hundred percent. Also, I have, I have had lots of chuckles over the last couple of days as Philly uh, fans and people who just hate the Sixers because of the process have freaked out because they have won 50 games four times in the last six years and then flamed out in the second round in most of those years. If the Commanders win 12 games four of the next six years uh, at any point in the next decade or four of six and and then just, oh, my God, they, they lose in the second round of the playoffs, do you realize how happy this fan base would be? John, how happy you would be covering that many playoff games? Yeah, no, it, it would certainly be different. Craig, I have never covered a team that has won 11 games in a season, in the regular season. I've covered this team since 1994. Wow. That's that says quite a bit. And so, yeah, and I know it's all perspective, right? I mean, I've talked, I, I would talk to fans on the road last year and I'd be like, I just want to win. I just want to see them win a playoff game. That's it. And, um, you know, the, but once you do that, what's next? Right. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a Cavs fan. Was this year good enough? Maybe, but it won't be next year. Right. You know, like, and you can say, like, well, you know, just look at how bad it was. Yeah, it was bad. But now the expectations have gone up. However, I think what here's, I think what, I think what. Oh, no. Did John's phone? John's phone. Oh, no. John, I think we got you now. Nope. Nope. Sorry. Yes, you got me. There we go. Now we got you. Yeah, sorry. So I, I would say, I think. The bar is kind of low. It's don't get into, don't be investigated, you know, build a good product that fans can take pride in again. And for a long time, as you know, they haven't been winning and they haven't been able to take, and fans can't take pride in being fans of this franchise. And so that's what I think has to take place. And that's, I, I do listen. I definitely, definitely get the sense from dealing with people in this group that they understand where this fan base is at and what the things that they want to do to invest in that. And um, I know some fans are going to say name. That's not on the top of the list, but a <laughs> lot, but, but I think what they understand more than anything is the need, what they have to do is build something good. And if you don't, it's, it's not going to matter. 
Yeah, the, honey, if, the honeymoon if, will if end. If they do, right, if they do, then that's what matters most. And for some people, they may not come back because they just got tired or whatever. But they also have to focus on also also building up a new generation of, of fans. Yeah. And so like that's where if you can build a winning team and build – create some excitement in here. And like, I don't think it would be that hard. Craig, like there, people here know, and the organization now know this city was ready to embrace them again, going into before that giants game in December. And then they lost and then they lost. And like, but they were ready to embrace them. So these people are ready to jump. They, you know, my sense, talk to every fan and certainly fans are going to have different perspectives. But I do think, like, if you can build it right and, you know, and dance centers out, because we know for a lot of people that was a number one thing for them, that people will, will hop back on. I just don't, I don't think that the love for football here is gone. I think it was just a hellacious wearing out and exhaustion of losing, of issues, of losing, of issues. And then, and then I also think, Craig, too, some of it was, you'd have these hopes that would extinguish pretty quick. RG3, going to be here for 10 years, making magic, and then it's one year, and then that's it. You know, um, Scott McClellan comes here, and then that was a problem, right? You know, Kirk Cousins does well, but then he leaves because the contract never was going to match up with where each side was at. So, like, you know what I mean? So, like, one thing after another, and then it's, like, enough. And then the investigations, right? So, Avoid those, build a winner, and people will be back. No doubt. And I think something that's pointed out in the prospectus and some other numbers, Evan Noby Williams, our, our buddy from Sportico, uh, had a great chart the other day. Like, it wasn't really till Kirk left, and there's obviously other stuff that was happening. Mc, McLuhan, you know, kind of at the same time. That was when the revenue fell off. So it's, it's not right. that long ago that people were no. still willing to give it a shot. Correct. Listen, it was, and it was, the funny thing is, like, that was the year where I think people just got tired of, like, you know, that whole discussion with Kirk, but which followed the, the downfall of RG3. And, then it was, and I, so I think people got worn out. But, yes, you're right. It was, and, and, if, and if Alex Smith doesn't get hurt, Craig, yep. who knows, like, does this really go down? And I've talked, like, I know people here think, like, if, if Alex Smith doesn't get hurt, this group isn't even here. Maybe. You know, I mean, in coaching staff. Yeah. We don't know, but, like, the point is they felt like, you know, he was a good professional quarterback, and and you could win 10 games with him and and then go out and win a playoff game or two, right? So, like, it, you're right. I mean, it's not a long, long time ago, and I, I, I mean, if I, if I had been – if you're a fan of this franchise, how are you not worn down? I mean, I give, a, I give people here a lot of credit for sticking it out because it's just – it's not just – I mean, we've all rooted for losing teams. I grew up in Cleveland. I rooted for a lot of losing teams. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, but, you know, but it's the, all the other stuff. And it's just, you know, you, you want to at least, like the Indians would be bad, but you knew the organization was good and they're going to build something because you had, you had trust in that, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and so, but did you have that here? I don't think, like, and I remember, like, the word trust I would use a lot. Like, they have to rebuild the trust. And so for the Harris Group, one of the things with top priorities is rebuilding that trust. And how do you go about doing that? And a lot of it is by your dealings with the public, with the suites. Um, and, and, again, don't, don't embarrass the franchise. 
Yeah, no doubt. Uh, week one this year, uh, hands in. All right, John Kimes covered this team since 1994. He's never covered an 11 win three, uh, 11 win team. Cakes on three, one, two, three cakes. I think that's the rallying cry. Here we go. Uh, all right, I think you have to go, sir. Uh, you had something to yeah. do. Uh, I've taken far more of your time than I anticipated, but it is always good chatting with you. Uh, and hope to, hopefully, we can have you again uh, back soon on the radio. Thanks, Greg.